Hi guys. Okay, this is Adibuli on the Street Generous Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Street Generous Podcast. And today I have with me um, Shei Dimas Samo. Shei, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you doing? I'm fine. And then it's almost 12 a.m. and we're actually recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's actually fun doing this, really. And I really have to do doing this. You're welcome. Okay, so Thank you're welcome you on my me. podcast. <laughs> Thank you for accepting to feature my podcast. Yeah, I'm actually glad. Okay. Um, actually, we um, I put up an e-flyer. Was it earlier this week or last week? And then I was asking people to send in, like, um, I actually put up, the title for this episode earlier and I was asking people to send in emails concerning any chaotic childhood experience they had so some people felt um, what I meant was if they had any um, sexual abuses or something that was what they tagged the word chaotic as but then I see chaotic childhood experience as um, depending on the kind of definition you want to give to it so I was trying to explain to a parent you could have been bullied when you were young there might be certain experiences you have experienced when you were young that you do not like and when you try to reminisce on it and you still remember it still has this kind of you know this kind of um, effects on you that you don't like so I categorize everything as chaotic childhood experiences so um, just very few people sent in their emails and about their experiences and all so that's why I'm bringing you on my podcast today so we could just um share um read those experiences and then try to talk about them and you know try to encourage at least um those who sent their emails and any other people that will be listening to this podcast right. so once again you're welcome on my podcast and it's officially to yeah. AMG. <laughs> yeah just check the time <laughs> so good morning so sharp good morning thank you so much yeah good morning all right so proceed okay so i got my first email four days ago and since the emails are anonymous we don't know where they are coming from we don't know we're sending them they're coming up. okay so the first person who sent his email said when i was still a one digit age hmm. i used to have an elderly cousin she was probably in secondary school then whenever i was Going to spend her holidays in my aunt's, she would sometimes be there. The gist. When my older cousin wanted to sleep, she would ask me to come near her and boy. It was allowed for me to sleep by her side. Then she would undo her bra and then ask me to suck her breast. I would do that all night. And when, because of sleep, I removed my mouth, she would return my mouth back to back position. Well, this happened for a while, Sha. That's how the person wrote it to. This happened for a while, Sha. One of my experiences in life that I don't know how it took its toll on my life was, was the above. Maybe it sexualized me too early. I don't know if what she did was wrong or right. I did bully. What do you think? Mm. 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 Shei, what that, do you think? That, that is deep. Wow. Deep, bro. I'm, mm. I'm trying to create the image in my head and um, it's ugly. Okay, and just, the person just... said I was still a one digit age so probably between the age of one and nine yeah so I'm looking at a nine year old with hmm. an older person and such 
such thing is being done it's very ugly and uh, probably the person for many years doesn't didn't see anything wrong but eventually he or she got exposed to what sexual abuse can be for minors and I think mm. it would definitely have its effects on them actually what, I'm trying to picture the person to be between the ages 7 and 9 because I don't want to think somebody that is within ages 1 to 5 or 1 to 3 let me see would remember or probably know that the person was an older cousin or would take offense at doing something like that I don't know so the person said Adebolo what do you think so she yeah I'm asking you what do you think he said I don't know if it was right or wrong first it's very wrong such a thing is very very wrong Uh, I think what should we do what should he or she do For, for, for a start it is no longer happening, right? And yes, it's niece... no longer happening. It just said, I think maybe it sexualized me too early. So I guess probably, it's having some kind of mental effects on that person. Mm, I would suggest they have a sit down with the person. But if they can't, because sometimes I'm really difficult sitting face-to-face with your abuser because that's mm. how I see the deal. Exactly. So if you can't do that, uh, you would probably need to open up to somebody way older. Not someone that might break up the entire family. Mm-hmm. You just have to express your fears. You have to express the effects that that experience has on you. Okay. There's, there's, there's this burden that goes off you when you talk to someone. Yes, so, yes. Now, there's one thing I want to say, Shay. Why is it that um, I actually observed and gathered that most abusers are usually, like a large number of abusers come from your relatives, like our relatives. Most people, when you hear their sexual abuse experiences and everything, see that my uncle, my elder cousin, my aunt, something, something. Why is that? Uh, Because the circle, the immediate circle is always your loved ones. The only time you see people Why outside your be the one to abuse us or damage us well, first. I, I don't want to I don't know what's going on in their heads. So but what gives them the room? You cannot really tell why someone is evil. They're just evil. There's no excuse mm. why they are doing that. You get. Mm. But why do you come in contact with such people? Um, the only time you see people that are not your relatives are when you go to church or you go to school. That's true. But here that time, you're coming in contact with these people and we don't know how messed up their heads are. Some of them, is something they also experienced and uh, they feel That's the need into to... Them and then Exactly. As regards to this person, I feel, number one, to me, I feel, personally, I think the person has to forgive the abuser. Because sometimes these things keep um, coming back to memory because we we haven't let it go. It's not easy letting um, somebody that has damaged you, that memory, it's not easy letting it go. But I feel, first of all, you have to forgive the abuser. And like you said, if it, well, maybe the person has grown to become of age, everybody they can sit and talk with the abuser. Maybe they should let the person know that they knew what they were doing when they were Still, so so age and to all understand and probably have a deep conversation with that person and maybe from there things could change the person could apologize and you know 
and who knows maybe the person has gotten better enlightenment and even um how should i say it and even taking notes of whatever it is they did to that child that it was something that was wrong you get my That's point true. so i think let's not attack the family <laughs> yes so i think <laughs> forgiveness before healing something like that yeah that's the first step okay all right so um the second male said okay for me my chaotic experience was sexual abuse man this is just second and sexual abuse again <laughs> then the person said i grew up having strict parents way older okay. siblings so there was really no family type of bonding growing up plus i was alone most times because my siblings were in school or something i would just talk mostly i would just talk mostly on the effects it had on me and how i got through it and still growing through it plus how i'm healing from the pain and betrayal so to the effects they were mad okay mad nigerians due to the fact that the abuse was like a continuous stuff I went from an innocent girl to a shy, angry, wild child. I was withdrawn, had social anxiety, had low self-esteem. I was so angry mainly because I just bottled everything up and couldn't talk to anyone about it. I obviously didn't want it, but I couldn't stop it. The height of the effect was sexual acting out. Okay, I don't understand what that means. Lest I forget, I was abused by a relative, just what I said. Meanwhile, the abuser in person said all sorts of things, but the most annoying one he would usually say was, I shouldn't dare try this outside because if I do, I'll get get pregnant. The time it finally stopped, I guess I was 14 years old and I'd been going on since I was nine years old or so. Okay, sorry. Mm -hmm. That day he signaled and I didn't know when I voiced out that how could you tell me if this was bad? I shouldn't try it outside, but then you still keep doing this to me. It was jaw dropped and nothing ever happened between us since then. The day I finally came out about it, I was alone and couldn't hold it in and couldn't hold it in any longer and I teared up. I called my sister and told her a few things, crying. She told my mom. They tried talking to me but till date, I really haven't told them all that happened. I had post traumas and there were times I would act out and I had someone tell me names we tell, okay. Okay. They get it happened. They get it happened. Okay. I'm not the first it will happen to, and I should move on, and nothing could be done about this. Blah, blah, blah. Wow. Oh. That, that was what she said. So she said okay. I think she's one that sent her. She said, okay, quickly, let me see how I got through it. Because someone asked in my this. I developed interest for games. I engaged in creative things such as drawing. I didn't know anything about therapy, so I spoke to trusted friends about it. I couldn't speak to my siblings because I didn't know how they would react. There were times I criticized myself where I had to make myself understand that I didn't deserve anything that happened to me and I didn't deserve to be treated that way. But life just happened and I worked on my emotions. I had to replace my inner critical thoughts with positive affirmations. I worked on myself. I worked on being confident again. I worked on my social anxiety. It was not an easy process, but I must say there's progress, and I think that's the most important thing. Wow. I want to congratulate the person. The the progress is beautiful for me. (sighs) So much digging. So like and the thing, the main thing is, um, she actually worked on it by herself. You know, she said she didn't know anything about therapy. She could not talk to her siblings. 
we need there are some it's situations strong. we face in life to be candid whereby actually our our parents or siblings should be people we turn to but but then we don't want to talk to them because it's as if they don't just seem to understand from our own point of view mm. and then they don't okay well you might not make friends out of your parents you understand most african okay. parents they don't want to be your friend they don't want to be your parent you know they want to guide you they want to they want to make sure mm. you're doing the right thing i had a okay. i had a similar experience not sexual i was in some really okay. really really deep deep issues i've not come out about that yet maybe in one of my own podcasts i'll do that so i was in some really really deep issues and um I was it was a near-death experience and uh, I had spoken to my friends but I still needed someone something different so I gave my older brother a call and he has been walking me through it up until now well we always want to assume you tell your siblings you tell your parents the reason why they will probably tell the parents is because they feel that situation is too heavy for you to carry. It's still part of love. Yeah. Mm. It's still, it's still part, part of, of love. But if, if your person you're talking to, your sibling has got to a certain level of maturity, that they can handle the situation with you, it's, it's just as much as talking to a friend. So I'm actually, I'm proud she, she got through it. I'm so got happy. Many people out there have friends. Many people might not have friends. Um, what's the worst that can happen if you tell your friends? I don't want the audacity from the abuser is beyond my reasoning. And we are in a justice system whereby if there is no proof, there's really nothing that can be done. And exactly. sometimes I wish, I wish, when I watch all these American movies when somebody comes back for revenge and she's killing everybody. You don't know what you don't know. And how imagine it voiced out to maybe a relative or so, and the person is saying, um, it's normal. Exactly. Don't get to be the first person, she should move on. I mean uh, well, things are happening. It's, it's ugly. Well, please, I would just advise the person. Don't let your children near those people. The abuser, the people that advised you not to voice out, anybody that at some point wanted to um cover your mouth or to make you say Shh, don't scatter the family is for no reason should you have anything to do with them they are all as bad as the abuser exactly yeah that's my two cents <laughs> all right so the next meal read the person started with so growing up it was hmm. terrible for me you know i had a useless mother Every time everyone celebrates Mother's Day or something special, celebrating women, I just hate the fact that I have a mother. You know how other people get scared at the thought of their mothers being dead? Well, I'm not ever scared. In short, a wicked part of me really wants her dead, you know? Don't blame me, please. Same goes for my siblings. My mom would always remind me of what a failure child I am. She always tells me of how she had a good job before she had me and after she had me was when things fell apart. Once once I got offended, she would remind me constantly of how useless I am. Sorry. She wasn't a peaceful woman at all. In short, she was really useless. She always fought with my dad. Everything in front of us for so many relevant things. 
So one day they were having their fights as usual and my mom went ahead to put kerosene from the lantern on her body and set fire on herself. And when she was rescued, you know what she kept telling people? She said, my dad did it. I was in the room that night and I saw all that happened. It turned on me that if she had died, my dad would have been sentenced to life in prison and we would all have had no life, you know. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> I mean, she actually wrote that I had a useless mother. She wrote it in block letters. Yeah. But I don't know if somebody at that age until now still feels so much, see so much um, hatred for her mother. Only God knows how her child would have been. I mean, mm. I mean, how did she go, go through it? Without a mom, I don't know. Yeah. People, people are strong. Some people have natural strong wills. Um, I'm, I'm close to my mom, but I, I have a lot of personal experiences, and I've come to learn a great deal. And the first thing is this: you really do not know what someone is going through, except mm. you wear their shoes. Except you wear their shoes. And it's really hard to walk in, in someone's shoes. Let me give you a typical example from another true life story. Imagine a mom that is abused by her husband in mm-hmm. private, and the children never see the father's abuse. And for many years, she put up with it, and she just had to leave. This time, she left with nothing. You get so she's she's psychologically abused from her last marriage financially she can't be stable and she's taking care of her kids you do not expect that kind of woman not to have outbursts on not children to be that person you get so, actually most of the outbursts might not be intentional and might not be aimed at the children but from probably the bitterness she has gathered over time from the marriage and everything and then if the child feels oh mom does not like us uh, mom said can you come because sometimes okay for instance me sometimes when my mom gets angry my mom does not eat us but when my mom gets angry she says some things that I know that oh it's because she's actually angry but then if you are one kind of oversensitive person you'll be like ah mommy said mommy said oh, imagine mommy said you understand actually when I was young the other time my mom said some things I I people don't really say um should I call it insulting words or things to me because at, at home. So when I receive such words outside, I get really pained and you know when they don't use those kind of abusive words for you exactly. at home. So there was a time I was young and my mom said some words and I really cried. Like I cried for days, like like three days. I said I wasn't going wow. to eat. I wasn't but I grew up, <laughs> I knew that she didn't mean it. Sometimes when she's actually you know, maybe when she's just down and you don't seem to know and you're just there disturbing her or at that moment just came in at the wrong time or you're just doing you understand. So I I grew up to know that oh, it's just like what you said, like you're actually not in that person's shoes. You don't know what's going on. So sometimes when my mom says something out of anger, I just want to You said you know, we should we excuse the mother's behavior. Yes, but then we are trying to we're not trying to justify it, but then we are trying to exactly. just make an excuse but then it's an extent whereby she said her mom yeah exactly she balances but now she said her mom beats up herself set herself on fire and then 
afterwards people said um after the rescue that yeah. she said it was her husband and whereby the children were there when there are a lot of ifs the, there are a lot of ifs in the scenario it could be the father yes. is the abuser it could be the mother is the abuser but she's manipulative it could be the father is the abuser and is manipulative now children it's what they see it's what they see exactly they don't they don't see beyond that screen my pastor hmm. used to give us a, my pastor used to give us an illustration he said there were a couple who was there was a couple who was counseling and um the neighbors always hearing the woman's voice she's always screaming she's always cursing her husband but she's always screaming so one day he decided to stay spend the time some time with them while he was living with this couple he noticed there's one who come to the woman she's on her own probably doing some chores just because he wants to annoy her he didn't the husband didn't know the pastor was within the vicinity he just whispered to her your father is mad <laughs> so the boss was like ah who am I to bury again this woman has started again so outside neighbors they feel the woman is the abuser the kids see the mm. woman as the abuser whereas mm. it is the man that is manipulating Mm. There are a lot of ways, and I've come to learn something. Um, you don't take your parents' bad habits. Mm. One, definitely, their bad habits have their effects on you. Yes, but you should mm-hmm. not lose yourself to it. Mm. Trust me. And by losing yourself to it, you should not wish your mother dead. You should not wish her dead. That's how I say it. Except. Except, did I just shout? Sorry. <laughs> Except on occasions whereby you've had a life-threatening experience. Maybe your mother was about okay. to kill you. Okay, I was about to say that, that aside the fact that she said her mom was always fighting with her dad and doing everything. The only thing I think that pinpointed, uh, pinpointed whatever it is her mom has done to her is just the fact that her mom abuses her. And her mom keeps reminding her that it was after she had her that she lost her job. You understand? So I don't seem to see anywhere where she has beaten her up. There's, 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 there's this who you can put in an email. Sure you get. So yeah. There's a lot of underlining issues within this case. But I just feel is eventually you don't lose yourself to the hate. You don't have to. Okay. Because when you have your own kids, what message are you passing to your children? Eventually, you would be a parent. You might not be like your mom, but you scold your child, and your child just references to, "I hate you too." You also hated. And grandma. I think it also led to my parents' mistakes. The fact that her mom was like was like this or is like this, I don't know whether her mom is too. I think she should learn from that fact that she do, she should not be like that to her own children. Like At least she she's experiencing that pain, and she would she knows how it feels. So she should definitely not want her children to feel what she felt while growing up. So instead of yeah. actually, I think she should she should um try to she should make that she should let this experience grow in such a way that she should be able to inculcate love and give love love effortlessly because she never though she it's not easy for people that are never really like they never really brought up with love to give love. Do you know? Most of that grown up in homes with hatred and sorrow, they just have this gloomy life. We can't blame them. But then I think there are some choices we can still make and not let circumstances. That's true. I agree with that. I agree with that. that. God, this is true. It's just done. I don't know. So the next emails. 
email is um the person said talking about my chaotic childhood experience i had a lot of childhood experiences though they were not really chaotic okay but there was a particular aspect of my childhood that my parents really frowned at and i eventually entered into trouble one day because of it okay <laughs> naturally i like football when i got into the secondary school the first term was smooth you know entering into a new school with purpose and determination I was just all by myself going to the library, going to meet teachers to explain stuff so I didn't understand in class and all. Moving into the second term in school, I started playing football with my classmates during break. I grew to love playing every break to the point where we don't listen during the period preceding the break. All we think about is what tactics we would use when playing football. Though this wasn't really affecting me academically, but my parents weren't happy with the way my clothes always got dirty coming back from school. But each time they asked if I played ball in school, I always lied. A day came when God, in his terrible ways, I mean, why would you say terrible ways? When God, in his terrible ways, wanted to expose me. I had a classmate who I didn't know knew. I had a classmate who I didn't know knew my house. We went to play after school hours on a Friday. And unknown to me, he kept his clothes. He kept, I'm sorry, unknown to me, he kept his clothes in my bag. Oh. Wow. Okay, wait. I'm trying to <laughs> emails are modding up. Okay, a day came when God in his terrible ways wanted to expose me. I had a classmate who I didn't know near my house. We went to play after school hours on a Friday and unknown to me kept his clothes in my bag so they won't get dirty. I went for the school fellowship when I was done playing football. The guy said he came to check for me at the school chapel but didn't see me. He went to my house with his play pants and jersey then saw my parents and told them we were playing ball. Then he forgot his clothes in my bag. I came back from school and met him at my house eating. I was surprised. <laughs> what was he taking? <laughs> then I asked him what he was doing at my place and he said his clothes were in my bag. You can oh imagine that look when someone tells you something you are not aware of. Is it you? I denied it. Then he opened where he kept it and brought it out. Immediately, I looked at my mom's face and his face wasn't saying anything promising my life and future. I was allowed to eat and undress. I started the appointment that Friday evening overnight to Saturday morning. At the point, I was praying for death. Till today, that what the punishment was meant for whether for playing ball or for getting dirty or for allowing someone to put my bag that was one of my terrible experiences as a child oh, please call it chaotic this is very chaotic <laughs> oh lord oh I think what we just seen what we just seen is not do not lie to your African parents come on when they catch you when they catch you. See, wait, what was this thing called in this terrible way for crying out loud? It's, see, you don't know what that guy faced, though. Ah, you have to lie to your parents. Hey, God have mercy. But I'm I'm glad he's making it very comical. It's, you're scolded. Okay, um, particular email made me remember um, one of my younger brothers experienced one way in secondary school. My, my brother was like two classes below me. So usually, sometimes we don't come home together because we was always playing football and everything. I was just leaving the <laughs> school. Then sometimes we'll close school by, let's say, maybe 3 p.m. My brother will just be heading home like 6 p.m. We play football from 3 p.m. Wow. Then my dad found out because my dad was not usually home. My dad usually came out maybe at night. 
So they found out because his chest was always dirty and everything. So they said uh, my dad reminded him at home of course and corrected him to stop me. But then my dad came to school again to tell the school authorities so don't allow him to play football and everything. My dad said he was going to know if they ever played football that because his chest was going to get it and everything. And do you know what my younger brother said him? He promised oh, that we'll never again and then we to the extent that school. So in case even the one he removes gets stained in his bag, he will just wear the normal oh. shirt. That's that is the love of football. I did I didn't even get home and tell them I was not playing football. As long as they don't ask me any question, I would just keep my mouth shut. And then I just get mm. what is what is playing football exactly? Well, there's this there's this love the game gives us. It cannot just it's unexplainable. It's like <laughs> Find the woman of your dreams. Here you go. <laughs> That's how I can put it. You love is strong. All right. Let's. 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 All right. All right. So the next um email read: As much as we try not to define our today and tomorrow by the events that happened yesterday. It's still a part of our history, and history is a series and encyclopedia that can help us define our future. Hmm. I believe we all have many different tales of childhood upheaval that made us wishing to become adults overnight, and for that reason, I try not to think about whether I had it rougher than most or not. Well, without losing much words, here is an extract from my childhood experience. I still wonder what could have been if I had been born to parents who were genetically compatible. I am sure you guessed it already. Yeah, both my parents were AS, and had already lost two kids before I was born. And then, and my then immediate elder brother was SS. My birth was the sword that tore my parents' union apart, as my father didn't believe they could have another elderly child while mother had faith. It is after I was born. Although as AS myself, luckily, yeah, father took off. A few months before I turned 10, my SS brother, then 70 years, passed on. It wasn't just my brother, it was my mentor, my friend. He taught me how to read, to write. I still remember him helping with my homework. Ever since I passed on, I have struggled with attachment and love and all that. Dear goes nothing. Okay, she, I'm not saying anything. I want to read. Wow, this is this is deep. Intense. I'm so sorry for your loss. I'm, I'm actually very very sorry for your loss. Um, I have not. But then, do you know? I saw one meme one time like that. I think like a year or two okay. years ago. Then it was meant to be a joke though. And they say when young people, young Nigerians, are trying to get into relationship, the the questions they ask about themselves are uh, or at dates are. Uh, if my mother slapped you, will you slap her back? <laughs> if my chemical, uh, <laughs> my mother and your mother, who would you choose? As somebody said, they keep neglecting important questions that would actually affect the future of their relationship or whatever. It's very few. It's very rare before you see um, serious young, young, young people, young Nigerians in a relationship that really care about the genetics of their partner. Do you, do you get my point? I understand. I get you. You really people to ask you what's the generalization of the whole thing. You said is the information out there. The information out there. How the many people actually see that thing? As a then, just 
now it's people are screaming about it but once upon a time um, nobody really paid mention to it i love you you love me our parents collected yam they love their family name there's something going on so look at that because I know so, even in churches these days before you get married they tell the two partners yeah, to do yeah. the beer and though as much as they might love each other and they are not genetically compatible and they try to just advise them as much as as heartbreaking as that is I think it's still better now just imagine how many children you lost before he, had, he was actually born and I don't know you yeah, trauma the parents in that phase and you what hurts me more is the fact that he's finding it hard to get to attach with people. Oh, I don't know how to say this, but um, you just have to love yourself. First, you can't blame yourself. And then um, eventually you have to forgive your parents if you've not and not blame them. Because most times people get into marriages out of ignorance majority of marriages that are I think and I said I'm not making a mistake because I think from experience marriage now I'm very sure anybody wants to get married so it would stick their genetic whatever sure sure but if he's finding he's finding if he's having attachment issues (laughs) so what I would just suggest he or she I'm not sure of the gender what I would just suggest is um, give yourself time now start with making basic friends um i'm not saying you should just open up the door people are terrible don't just open mm. the door to your heart and say okay people come in you know, and people some people not so... just hear your story they actually don't have solution to your problem or anything exactly they, have they just want to hear your story and you know and take it as just my older brother would say you don't owe anybody any explanation you really don't or sometimes out of respect just talk to people so for a start try and get one or two friends hang out try not to spill all your secrets but you would be able to understand how people work one two one two and if you're talking about attachment in terms of relationship first you just have to start with friends someone that you can call when you are down someone you can you can somebody you can trust but not totally trust exactly. though because you can't totally exactly. trust every, anybody exactly you know just yourself you don't know what's running on that you just have to be open to disappointment i'm not saying you should allow it to now move how you relate with people exactly but some of us have gone through a lot of heartbreaks in our lives and we're like okay ah mm-hmm. uh, if any girl should break up with me again oh, i'm God. never I'm moving on. Or I'm never happy to be with them again. So you just have to be. Humans will always be humans. Exactly. If the person is not the one, it will not end well. You would cry, you will be sad, but you eventually pick yourself up. But once again, I'm actually very sorry for your loss. I'm so sorry. And I hope you have the strength to connect with people. And if it's in terms of relationship, People will be there to love you. For one, I actually do love your courage. So count me as one of the people that loves you. I think Bolu also loves you. So Alright. Okay, so this is the last email. The person said, um, good afternoon. 
I never really had a chaotic childhood experience as such. Well, lucky me. However, I do know some people had to go through some nerve-wracking childhood experiences. More often than not, these experiences are in form of physical abuse from parents, siblings, and relatives. Some are sexual abuse, which surprisingly comes from the most trusted quarters, while others are while others are psychological abuse caused by insensitive insults, condemnation, and lack of appreciation from parents. I can remember that of a particular friend about the constant psychological abuse she suffered in the hands of her mother. The family was all girls, as she was the fifth child and last born. Everybody had thought she would be the supposed male savior of the family, and that's not happening made her mother eat her. Constant abuses, talks of how she's a failure, she's ugly, and so on, had so much effect on her, but it made her have low self-esteem. She despised her mother for that. To date, even the mother had relaxed and grown out of such things. She still can't confide in her and hold resentment against her. The abuse also made her behave in some ways later in life, which she would have avoided if she received love, love and care from her parents. In all, childhood indeed has a serious role in determining certain things one will develop as habits and character later in future. And we as the next generation must do better in investing, correcting, and loving our children. Mm. This person has said <laughs> I think but really, yes, for a part, we need to talk to parents, Bolo. We need to send a message out to parents. There's so much there's so much they are doing. I know I, I have this rule. There's no manual to parenting. Hmm. Do you understand? There's no manual to parenting. Um, a parent would react how some parents, let me not use all, some parents react to their kids based on how their marriage is. You know, yes. some of them will say, I married your father, I didn't marry you. I married your mother, I didn't marry you. Hmm. Here you get. Mm-hmm. Now, look at the example she gave. It's very possible that the child's birth was supposed to please the husband. Mm. Now, it is outrightly wrong. Come on. Parents, you know, okay, so, yeah, as she said, growing up, they leave some of these things behind. I know of some friends that their mom still curse them, say hurtful things. Some of these kids are very, very strong. I need to give some people kudos. Some of you are very, very strong. You just overlook it like, okay, it's one of her outbursts again. It's one of his outbursts again. Some of them, they quietly pray that it comes to an end. Some of them pray they finally leave the house. And when they leave, they never come back. But we need to talk to parents. If you know at some point you've actually hurt your child, you've said things that you do, you do not mean or you meant at that time, there's also something for me. Just, you just need that apology. Like, Baja, I'm sorry for what I said. This is why I said it. I'm not saying there's a reason for you to do that to your kids, but they need to hear you apologize to them. That's true. Well, if I was, if I were to be abused in such a way from my mom or my dad repeatedly, I would hold a grudge until, and this is blood here. Mm-hmm. When if your mom tells you, I'm not sure most of us have heard our parents apologize more than three times in our entire lifetime. I'm like, I don't even think my dad has ever apologized to me in my life. <laughs> They never apologize, but they don't know the amount, the effects this thing has on has on these kids. 
it actually affects their own personal relationships with people. You see this slang our parents will say, I didn't kill my father. Mm, he will not kill me. Kill me. I didn't kill my mother. We'll see, eventually, we get to say to our own kids. <laughs> so if we can say that, kids, that means there are some things that our parents did that we just unconsciously just Invite. emulate. Mm. Right? Because they did not apologize that mm. it was wrong. We just want them to just make the apology. Then so it becomes a culture. It becomes something exactly. you have to accept and live so with. Parents, parents, parents also. Yes, let's give the kids kudos for holding up what is up to now. But parents need to apologize. Just say sorry. That's my own one dollar. On just. <sighs> okay, that one dollar sounds like multi-millionaire. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Alright,ありがとうございます。しい、thank I said, should it be 12 a.m.? We'll talk about that. All right. All right, then. Thank you for Thank you so much. Everybody will listen to this podcast till the end. I'll see you guys at the real MVP.